Hey, Dylan Kelly here, host of the Wave Break Podcast. Excited to get into this episode, but first, here's a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of the Wave Break Podcast is brought to you by Clavio, the growth marketing platform most recommended by other business leaders. Listen, in uncertain times, you need to be supporting your community and growing relationships with your customers. It's going to be appreciated. It's going to be remembered. It's going to be shared. And in good times and bad, this type of communication that's open and empathetic with your customers is key. This is a key theme that we've been talking about at Waybreak. I've been preaching this on the podcast. And when you're communicating with your customers in this way, the best way to do this is with email. It is and always will be one of the best channels for delivering communication like this. And what I love about Klaviyo is that email is one of its core offerings. And their personalization that you can do inside Klaviyo is just, it can't be beat. And when you leverage that personalization driven by a 360 degree view of the customer, these emails are going to feel more relevant and they're going to drive even stronger relationships. And Klaviyo gets it. They're not just, you know, some company. They understand how challenging it is right now for every entrepreneur. You know, it was hard to get your business off the ground and navigating these times is even harder. And if you're feeling overwhelmed with growing your business, know that you're not alone. Klaviyo is here to help you build relationships across any distance for your brand and create memorable and meaningful email marketing moments that last a lifetime. And that's how you build a successful e-commerce brand. And this is why I love Klaviyo so much, because they're on the same page with me and Wavebreak. is like, we're not just about making more revenue. That's great. But what this is really about is an opportunity to create an amazing community with your customers. And the best way to do it is with email. And if you're not on Klaviyo, you got to get on Klaviyo. Visit klaviyo.com to schedule a free trial. That's K-L-A-V-I. IYO.com. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Waybreak Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Kelly, founder and CEO of Waybreak, host of the Waybreak Podcast. Excited for today's episode featuring Eric Wu, co founder of Gainful, personalized supplement brand. For each individual person, they're a leader in the space, and we chat about going from making the first initial product inside Tupperware in his dorm room all the way to scaling the company now to over 25 employees and millions and millions in revenue, getting into YC, being VC-backed, why there's no add-to-cart button on their website, and how they're still a digitally native brand despite not having an add-to-cart button on their website. Super interesting. Um, A lot of great learnings in this episode from marketing to hiring to product to supply chain. So listen to the whole thing. Let's jump right into it. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Eric. Thanks, Dylan. Pumped to be here. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited as well. Um, So Gainful, I mean, really interesting company. I love the personalized aspect of it. I think like personalization of anything is great. Um, But, uh, you know, before we dive in and, and really start talking shop, give us the, you know, introductory story yeah of course of course i'll i'll give you the founder story but first i'll tell everyone that's that's listening that gainful makes personalized sports nutrition and our first products are personalized protein personalized pre-workout personalized hydration and then most recently we launched a line of performance boosts which are creatine collagen fiber so those are single ingredients that you then mix into your personalized products the founder story is, I'll try not to talk here often. Of course, I've done this on other podcast interviews, so if any of your listeners have heard it elsewhere, apologies in advance for, for barraging your ears with the same story. But started the company actually while I was an undergrad in college. And the story goes back even further than that because my co-founder, 
our CTO, who's sitting you know, 10 feet away from me over here in the office, is my good buddy from high school. Me and Jahan, we grew up playing soccer together in Southern California. And we were always very active guys. We'd go to the gym, we'd go to practice. That didn't really change in college. We continued playing soccer. He was at Berkeley, I was at Georgetown. But all throughout this, the thread of our experience with supplements was that we would see our friends have their muscle milk or their pre-workout in college. People started trying creatine, different types of supplements. And for us, it was funny because it was super obvious from day zero that none of our friends, none of our gym buddies knew what the heck they were doing and why. They were just having their muscle milk or seeing Cristiano Ronaldo sponsored by Herbalife. And they would go and have a protein shake because it's just what the real athletes did. Right. And for, for me, as somebody who likes to care a little bit about what I'm putting in my body, even from a young age, I kind of wanted to care a little bit more than the average show. It was super jarring to see all my friends having these, these, these supplements and putting these ingredients in their body that they just simply didn't understand. They were just doing it because it was an idea that they had that that's what you did as a real athlete. And that, of course, didn't change in college when people started experimenting with more and more supplements. And I, my senior year, when I stopped playing soccer competitively, decided, okay, I'm going to get my own nutrition on track. I'm going to go start going to the gym and lifting and exercising because I want to for myself, not because a coach is yelling at me to do it anymore. And when I did that, I walked into a GNC, which is, I feel like a pretty typical experience for anybody who's trying to figure out what the heck is right for them in the world of protein powders and pre-workouts. I remember very distinctly, I went to the GNC on Wisconsin Ave in Georgetown, five minute walk from my senior year apartment. And it's floor to ceiling, industrial sized tubs, crazy brands. They have names like Total War. That is an actual name of a real life pre-workout. Yeah. C4. There are C4. C4 is one of the nation's best selling pre-workouts. And it's, it's, it's truly as literally name named implies, after an explosive. After an explosive. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And half the tubs have these kind of shiny holographic labels of bodybuilders that are greased up and shirtless and just absolutely looking like they are from a, you know, eighties bodybuilder manual. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just the most overwhelming experience that you can have, even as, you know, a college age guy, I'm kind of the target demographic, but for me, I'm looking at these, these industrial sized tubs and saying, like, I don't need an industrial sized tub of anything, let alone something that's called C4 and has a photo of Arnold Schwarzenegger on the front. Like what in the world is going on here? So that day I went back to my apartment and I just thought to myself, like, this would be not that difficult to do something for myself. That would be better. And I just began buying up raw ingredients off of Amazon, literally like consumer size packaging off of Amazon and then mixing them up in Tupperware containers in my basement. And my roommate saw me doing this and obviously thought that I'd gone completely off the deep end and thought I was doing my best Breaking Bad impression. But at the end of the day, I had something that was actually right for me. Right for me, not because I had had you know, a pro sports nutritionist formulate it for me, but because I had done a little bit of internet research on the ingredients and I had found things that I understood why they were included in my blend. And I knew that it made me feel good. It made me feel good about where they come from, the ingredients that is. It made me feel good that it was right for my dietary restrictions. And roughly speaking, it felt like it was right for my needs and my goals. And I told Jahan about this. Actually, at the time, I told Jahan, I was like, hey, I'm mixing up protein powder in my basement for my friends. Will you make me a website? I'll give you 50 bucks or maybe I'll buy you a beer next time I'm in town. 
And he came back to me the next day and he had kind of like crunched all the numbers and done a bunch of market research. And he said, dude, did you know that personalized nutrition is the future and sports nutrition is a great place to start because everybody has the same experience as you. They don't know what's right for them. This is going to be the future. This should not be your weird little basement project. You should absolutely see if you can make this into a fully fledged business. And the context here is Jahan, since the first day that I met him, when we were both like 13, 14 years old, has been and probably will always be the smartest guy that I've ever known. He was at Berkeley studying a full ride chemical engineering, computer science. And so when he told me that I should be focusing on something, and he told me as a guy who was, you know, he's pretty involved in the startup scene up in Berkeley, which is much more of a startup scene than at Georgetown, DC, where I was. When he told me these things, I listened up and I said, yeah, sure. This sounds like something that could be bigger. And I believe what, I believe you when you say that. Um, so one thing led to another. We teamed up on it. He's our CTO. And we went to Y Combinator, which was a startup accelerator out in the Bay Area. Right after YC, we raised our seed round from brand projects. They're the first investors in other notable D2C companies like Freshly and Daily Harvest. So they really understand consumable goods. They really understand D2C subscription. And uh, more recently, uh, we announced this at the beginning of last year, actually, we raised our Series A, which was co-led by Brand Project once again. And Courtside Ventures. Courtside comes from the sports, media, and entertainment world, and they've been instrumental in helping us figure out this consumer, the sports nutrition consumer, but more importantly, putting us in front of really, really incredible people all across sports, media, and entertainment, pro athletes, et cetera. Um, alongside them, and this is the last thing I'll say before I wrap up my, <laughs> my how we got here spiel, uh, we were joined by AF Ventures, formerly Excel Foods. They were another major participant in our Series A, and they are absolutely incredible partners because they round out brand projects, direct-to-consumer, subscription, digitally native brands, courtside, sports, media, entertainment, pro athletes, pro sport. And then AF rounds them out by being consummate consumer-branded packaged goods, uh, food and beverage investors. So we have this all-star roster that kind of covers all the spaces that we're trying to play in right now, which is really, really exciting for us. That's the spiel. Thanks for yeah, that's awesome. Out. So you're literally buying like caffeine and uh, like <laughs> beta alanine from like Amazon and chopping it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a website. I still remember it. Sketchiest packaging ever, but you know, pretty, pretty uh, straightforward ingredients called bulksupplements.com. And I was buying, you know, half a kilo, one kilo off of Amazon and mixing them up in, in truly Tupperware containers. <laughs> that's great did you ever get the initial formulation wrong when you were experimenting and put like way too much beta alanine in and like your veins <laughs> are like popping out of your body or <laughs> no i i don't think i got a single initial formulation right yeah put it that oh. way um and i i was i was certainly the uh the willing and, and able guinea pig first off but that's actually you know that's i don't want to make everything so philosophical here but one of the things that i think maybe your your audience can take away is we had no money. We had no experience. We were two college kids. I had no background in sports nutrition or building a startup. I'd interned for a couple of startups before, sure, but it wasn't like I'd ever raised VC before. And we had to hustle for everything. We had to do everything ourselves first. And we had to do everything ourselves first on an absolute shoestring budget. And when you do something completely manually yourself and you have no money to do it, you really get to know pretty intimately the ins and outs of it. Like you really yeah. understand what your margins need to be. You really understand your cogs. You really understand supply chain. You really need to understand ingredient availability. You really need to understand growth marketing. You really need to understand hiring because you're trying to do all of it 
so damn manually in the, in the early days that you just have to learn trial by fire. And that I think has made me truthfully a better delegator and manager for the people who we eventually hire who can do all these roles way better than I could ever have done them myself. And they have more resource to do it with. But having been there, done that at a very small scale in a very scrappy way also means that I kind of know enough to be dangerous in a lot of different functions within the business. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's awesome. And that's the best way to do it. So walk me through that first year. Like, so you have the, you have this Tupperware and then you like, did, how did you figure out pack? Like, cause your branding now is great. Like when did, when did you figure that out? Or is that something you did early on or what did that look like? Getting, getting packaging right is not something that is binary. You don't ever figure it out. And especially for a CPG <laughs> brand, like your customer segmentation may evolve. Your North Star customer may evolve. The channels that you're distributed through, whether D2C or partnerships or traditional brick and mortar retail, like these things change over time too. So there's never a winning formula where you've done your packaging and all of a sudden you are done for good. Also, consumers change over time. And what's cool changes over time. Design principles change over time. So you need to just keep up with the times in that sense. So early on, if you can build a brand visual identity, that's pretty flexible and modular that that'll help. But we started out, I bought again off of Amazon. I've given Jeff Bezos a lot of business, just unbranded craft, um, craft stand-up pouches. And we would fill the protein powder in there by hand. We bought stickers off stickermeal.com with our logo. And we would put the stickers on the front of the bag. And then I would hand write someone's name on the front of the bag. And we continued handwriting names on the fronts of people's bags for years. Like that level of personal touch was one, because we had no money and we had to keep doing things super, super manually, but two, like a big part of the spirit of why Gainful was special and it was part of the magic. And so even now, you know, we still print the, print the name on the front of everybody's bag because that is kind of a holdover from how we wanted to do things early on. It's, it's manual. Our warehouse hates us for it, but we do it because it's, <laughs> it's, it's part of the product experience and it's, Part of what we're trying to convey to the customer is important about what we do differently. Um, so yeah, packaging V1, very much focused on, I think, like a urban, millennial, pop, fitness consumer. And now we've gone a little bit more gender neutral. We were pretty heavily on the, the female side of, uh, of our branding early on. And now we're a little bit more gender neutral, a little bit more blank slate where people can kind of project on the products, their own aspirations. And the emphasis on personalization has also been double down. Yeah, that's awesome. And so like in that first year, so you're slapping the you're slapping these packages together um and then from there, how did you you kind of had a growth marketing background but nothing ever like full time. So like how did you get like first year in business, like how did you guys acquire customers? And is the first year also when you applied and got into YC or where does that fit in the yep. timeline? Yeah. So we, we actually started out, we did a little startup accelerator out in the Midwest uh, in Cincinnati, Ohio, actually called the Brandry. And that was really great because that was focused specifically on consumer packaged goods, consumer brands. There's a lot of ex like Procter & Gamble alum in Cincinnati. And that accelerator was important for us because a big part of the sell of that accelerator is that they pair you up with a world-class branding agency to do your V1 brand for free. And that oh, was wow. obviously, yeah, instrumental in getting us off the ground so that I wouldn't have to keep buying craft bags off of Amazon anymore <laughs> and, and putting a sticker mill sticker on it. Um, so we did that first. And in order to get into the brandery, I was really selling protein powder from my basement in college 
for a couple of months, um, getting to you know a couple thousand dollars a month in sales. And then we got into the brandery with that amount of traction. At the brandery, they gave us a $50,000 investment, which I think has gone up since then. Um, and using that $50,000 $50, investment, we were able to work on the business for a full six months. And at the end of that accelerator, we were actually doing $50,000 a month, $50, a month in, uh, in revenue. Uh, and then that was able to get us into Y Combinator. At the end of Y Combinator, um, we had grown significantly as well. And that was able to get us to our series seed. So it's really just putting one foot in front of the other. We, we never anticipated that Gainful would be anything more than a little summer project after we graduated from college. But when something takes on a life of its own, you just got to hang on for your life. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, that story is awesome. And then like, how did you, you said initially the product was more geared towards women versus, versus men. Like, was that because originally you made the product for yourself and then like, how did, how did that happen initially? Obviously now it's like very split, but. And now a quick break for a quick word from our sponsor, Okendo. Okendo is the new standard in customer reviews for high growth Shopify brands. We use them with our clients and they work with over 4,000 of the fastest growing Shopify retailers like Skims, Nomad, and Buck Mason to help them leverage their most powerful asset, their customers. Okendo gives brands all the tools they need to capture and showcase customer-generated content like product reviews and ratings, photos and videos, and Q&A. Plus, they have an awesome integration with Klaviyo that makes it easy to do cool stuff like send review request emails and target shoppers based on review content. And now that it's that time of year again, when Black Friday and Cyber Monday are top of mind, Okendo is offering a 90-day free trial to help e-commerce brands ramp holiday conversion without having to worry about increased subscription costs. If you sign up before October 31st, you pay nothing until 2022. It's really a no-brainer to me, and don't worry, you won't be forced into any expensive annual contracts after your trial is up. They offer super affordable monthly subscriptions starting at $29. So you can make the most out of this holiday season with a little help from Okendo. Visit okendo.io and start your free trial today. That's O-K-E-N-D-O dot I-O. Thanks, Okendo, for sponsoring the show. Yeah, um, I think my story mirrors a little bit of that early DNA of Gainful, where we wanted to be a little bit of the anti-supplement brand protein. The anti-supplement brand means that you just try to run away from being super macho over-the-top macho all the time. And that was what kind of pushed us, prodded us, I guess, in that direction initially. But this also goes to what we were talking about before we, we, we went live and started recording here, which is we were taking a lot of pages out of other direct-to-consumer companies' playbooks because I'd never built a brand before. And a lot of the things that I looked up to in other brands were brands that were geared toward this, like, again, urban millennial female. We were looking at companies like Kara, we were looking at companies like Curology and Function of Beauty and Ritual. And a lot of these brands in our space that were doing personalization and doing interesting things with supplements, beauty, health, and wellness were all geared toward this, what roughly, if you just looked at the branding at face value, would be considered a poppy urban millennial female consumer. And so we thought that that was the way to success. But Truly, the way to success is not by just taking a page out of another direct-to-consumer company's playbook, especially as it relates to finding out who your core customer is, right? And what we found eventually is that the the people that we were attracting to Gainful as a brand weren't necessarily the highest value customers. They were the lowest CAC customers, women in general, and remain to this day a little bit cheaper to acquire on paid marketing channels. But you don't also want to build your brand entirely on whoever is the cheapest CAC 
on a paid marketing channel. You want to find the people who really resonate with your brand and stick around with your brand the longest. So that's why we really eventually made the move to more of a gender neutral brand. And if we were purely in it for the money and we wanted to go after these super macho bodybuilders who take protein powder every day and they have a ton of it every month, then sure, we could do that with our brand. But also there's a certain amount of wanting to stay true to your DNA as a company here as well, which is we're a personalized brand. It's it's for everyone. By definition, we want to make it possible for you to make your impact on our brand as well and you to see yourself in our brand as well. And if we were to go too far down any one path and alienate a specific large swath of consumers, then we'd be doing a disservice to why we started the company in the first place. And that's pretty important to us too. Yeah. And like with that, did you then at one point look at the data and see like, okay, wow, like we're getting our CAC down. This is awesome. And then like you started, I don't know, you you did some cohorting or something. And then you realized you're like, wait, we're paying more to acquire these customers, but they're also spending like twice as much. Or like, how did you, how did you figure that out? That's that's precisely what we did. And that's also the power of what we're doing here at Gainful is we're capturing a lot of really interesting data. And we're capturing a lot of really interesting data about which customers are retaining the best, which ones are the easiest to acquire um, in terms of you know paid marketing dollars, which ones have kind of early indicators in their behavior of how they interact with the quiz, where they live, all that kind of stuff that gives us a better idea of whether or not they're going to end up being a super valuable customer for Gainful. And that means that we can, on the acquisition front, go after the types of customers that make a lot more sense for our lifetime value. But also on the retention front, we can double-click on things that are interesting to us, things that are counterintuitive, things that uh, really we think ought to have led to higher retention but didn't, and then figure out by calling those customers, surveying them, getting to know them as people, what it is about their gainful experience that led to either higher or lower retention. So personalization at a high level is a really interesting way for us to do some really interesting data analysis and work with relatively large data sets to figure out where the biggest business opportunities lay. But it's just kind of like one layer above what really matters, which is having conversations with your customers and getting to know them as people. And it's a good toehold into their lives to then allow you to ask for the time of their day that it's that that's required to get to know them a little bit uh, deeper as people. Yeah. What was some of something surprising that like you thought would lead to retaining more customers that maybe like you end up calling people up and it didn't? <laughs> um, one thing that I can share is that people who interact with our registered dietitian retain at a dramatically higher rate than people who mm. don't. So another part of our subscription, another part of our service, actually, you don't even have to be subscribed to talk to a registered dietitian. You can go ahead and have a conversation anytime for free is um, we give everybody who comes to our site free one-on-one concierge access to their very own registered dietitian. And these are licensed nutritionists who have degrees in helping people with nutrition um, and dietetics. And that's something that I think is super important to what we're doing because what Gainful is building is not simply a brand that sells protein powder, hydration, pre-workout that's personalized and formulated for you. We are a brand that helps you figure out what's right for you. It doesn't matter if it's not within the world of Gainful's products. We want you to reach your goals. And ultimately, at the end of the day, if we help you reach your goals and our goal is to help you reach our goals, reach your goals, then it's perfectly aligned with what we need as a business because we need people 
to buy our products and buy them regularly and change their lives. Like it's, it's kind of a no brainer for us to offer this sort of white glove service to people in the form of the registered dietitian, because it helps us align ourselves with what people want to see for themselves. Yeah. And then walk me through like the, the funnel, because I feel like you have a different funnel than like most brands. Like if I go to your website, I can't just, I can't buy anything initially. Like I have to, you go to, which people listening are like, wait, I can't, you can't buy anything on their website. And it's like, you can't (laughs) like the CTA on the website. You like, for example, like, you know, I go to the protein powder, take the quiz. That's the only call to action. Tell me, tell me about that. It's, it's a give and take for us for gainful and for a lot of other personalized companies that you'll see out there, whether it's hair care or skincare, whatever you want to give people a better experience than what they can get by walking into a store and pulling something off the shelf. That is why you deserve to exist. Also the GNC experience is like, have some like, I don't know, 18 year old yell at you while you're picking the wrong account. <laughs> I don't know if they're commission or what, but I feel like they're always pushing something that's like, actually, I know what I need or like whatever, like the latest, craziest, most holographic product with the highest price point yeah. there. All of a sudden it's the only thing that you need to walk out of the store with. Yeah. I know yeah, exactly something synonymous about. with murder as the name. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Synonymous with murder is probably the name of the next pre-workout brand out there. Um, yeah. Someone listening is going to start that and then they're going to run it up. Um, <laughs> all right. Anyway, sorry. Uh, I digress. I Back to the question. The personalized um, CTA. Yeah. 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 So the give and take here is in order for you to get something, you being the customer, in order for you to get something that is materially better than what you could go to at another direct consumer company and just grab off their e-commerce store or go to a GNC and grab off the shelf. The, the way that we do that for you is by learning more about you as a person. And I think fundamentally, customers understand this. Fundamentally, people who are shopping for stuff online understand that if they give a little bit of information about themselves, then we can make the experience, the product, the formulation, whatever, much better for them. If we can learn a little bit more about what's important to them in their lives, what they're currently doing in their lives, how they're exercising, what they're eating, how often they're exercising, what type of exercises they're doing, then it logically follows that we can create something that makes more sense for how they're exercising, why they're exercising, and when they're exercising. And this inherent trade-off, this inherent give and take, is why when you go to our homepage, there's no button that says buy now. You can't buy now. You have to tell us a little bit more about yourself so that we can figure out what's right for you. And the quiz is something that we've worked on quite a bit. And the quiz helps really narrow down for us what's important to you and which products actually matter to help you reach your goals. Because it goes back to this this goal setting that I talked about just now, which is ultimately if you reach your goals, then it means our product is doing a better job. If our product is doing a better job and you're reaching your goals faster, you have no reason to not love our product and want to come back again and again and again. And that's why we spend a lot of time with our science advisory board, for example, to help formulate not just the products, but also the algorithm that drives the quiz, the quiz questions themselves, so that we can actually get you to the products that matter the most for you to reach your goals and we can formulate those products in a way that's most efficacious to help you reach your goals. That's that's the whole premise of why we have the quiz. And that's why when I talk to a lot of growth marketers in particular, they'll say, why don't you shorten the quiz? Why do you put so many barriers before somebody can actually give you their credit card? Isn't the point to get them to a page, convince them immediately, and have them swipe their credit card? Yes, it's important that eventually they swipe their credit card. 
But everything that we're doing through the quiz, through our relatively involved, relatively high click checkout is in order to get you to understand, yes, this is right for you. This is why it's going to benefit you more than something generic that you could pull off the shelf. And ultimately, when you get to the point of swiping your credit card, you really do feel that this is right for you. You really do understand that this is going to be different than any other experience that you would have with any other protein, hydration, pre-workout, creatine, collagen, fiber supplement that you could ever find anywhere else. Yeah. And that makes, that makes a lot of sense. And like, kind of like what you're saying, like the trade-off, like, yes, you might get less buttons pressed that say add to cart, but of yeah. those people that you are acquiring, they're going to be that better customer that you're, you really want to acquire anyway. Like if it's going to be customers you lose money on, I mean, you can acquire unlimited of those, uh, yeah, but that's exactly. ultimately not what you want. Yeah. And I think the, that's where we've been able to flip the industry on its head a little bit because to date, so much of what you see in supplements has been commoditized and people jump around so much between brands because it's so easy to go to Amazon, find the biggest freaking tub that you can find, put it on auto renew and just say, oh, this is probably the best deal that I'm going to get. I'm going to get 28 grams of protein, 30 grams of protein. It's going to be you know a $40 enormous tub and I can set it and forget it. And who, who knows if it's better for me? Who knows if it's going to work for me? Who knows if it's going to make me sick the first time I taste it? I don't, but it's right. a commodity product. And I'm just going to go for it. That's that's the antithesis of where we think the sports nutrition and just nutrition world needs to be in general. And that's why we're actively fighting against that. Yeah. And and that that makes a ton of sense why you're leaning into the personalization too, because it's true. There's more competition today now more than ever. There's more money in the space. Bigger brands are entering the space. So all those brands that used to just sell in GNC now or launching their dot coms and you know, it's almost worse when somebody doesn't know what they're doing because they're going to drive up the cost of your ads on Facebook just because exactly. they th throw money at the problem. Um, yeah. And I feel like we could talk about that forever, but I do want to slightly switch gears a little bit and talk yeah, a sure. little bit. Well, like talk about like the intersection of growth and supply chain, because I feel like that's a pinch a lot of brands are feeling right now. Um, you know, I know like a lot of your products, obviously the way they're made and where they're made. Um, you know, it's not like you're importing everything. Um, but in general, like regardless of where your products are manufactured, like it's this pinch between like, you know, growth and then also having enough inventory with everything that's happened. Like what, what, how have you been thinking about that over these last couple? I mean, that's a challenge enough as a high growth brand, but you know, throw a pandemic in and yeah. <laughs> it makes some interesting, uh, it makes for an interesting challenge. You have to be super nimble and you have to have the right people working on the right problems at all times to weather the sorts of insane and to use an incredibly overused word, unprecedented supply chain challenges that we've seen in the last two years. We are extremely blessed, very lucky to have an all-star team on our side too. One of the things that I wish we could do immediately after we raised some money was to hire an incredible ops team because me running supply chain manufacturing operations <laughs> is completely unsustainable. There were many more stockouts when I was the sole supply chain and operations guy versus now we have incredible people on our team to head up that department. That's super important. Another thing that's super important is finding the partners that you really want to partner with for the long term. And when I say partners, I'm talking about warehousing, manufacturing, logistics, transportation, supply chain, ingredient vendors, really vetting these people as if you're going to get married to them. Because ultimately, we're probably going to spend more time on the phone with our manufacturers <laughs> and with our ingredient suppliers and with our warehousing people and with our logistics, transportation coordinators. 
than I probably spend on the phone with my mom in any given week, which I'm not proud to say, <laughs> but it is the truth of it. And so you need to make sure that you're really, really choosing the right partners, making sure that their capabilities, their needs, and ultimately their aspirations for where they want to take your business match up exactly with your aspirations for your business, because you're going to be in the trenches with these people. And every single day, especially in today's world, you're going to get a phone call that, oh, sorry, the price of this ingredient has jumped by 500%. Oh, sorry, there was a you know, uh, a transportation snafu and we can't get this ingredient for another five months. The lead time has gone up by five times. And you have to be willing, able, and you have to have the right people in place to work super quickly with your supply chain, manufacturing partners, with your internal team to say, okay, how can we reformulate this product so that we can actually find an ingredient that tastes just as good, if not better, is priced just as good, if not better, is sourced just as ethically with just as high quality, if not better, and actually improves the customer experience so that every single one of these setbacks is an opportunity for you to make a better impact on your triple bottom line. And that's what we do. Every single time that we're hit with another one of these insane, completely unprecedented, totally out of left field supply chain fiascos, we take it as an opportunity to make the product just a little bit more better, just a little bit more resilient and have one more backup supplier so that if this ever happens again, we are in a better position than all of our competitors, everybody else in the market to deliver a customer experience that is 500 times better than what we could have delivered before we went through the blood, sweat and tears of building all these redundancies into our supply chain. And now a quick break for a word from our sponsor, Recharge. The subscription market is predicted to grow to nearly $500 billion by 2025. As a fast-growing area in commerce, subscriptions hold tremendous opportunities to build a community of customers who share your values. Recharge is the leading subscription management solution, helping e-commerce merchants of all sizes launch and scale subscription offerings. Recharge powers the growth of over 15,000 subscription merchants and their communities turning one-time transactions into long-term customer relationships. Whether you're a direct-to-consumer business or an omni-channel brand, subscriptions strengthen your brand's relationship with your customers and make it easy for consumers to make repeat purchases. With subscriptions, merchants are able to experience predictable revenue, increased customer loyalty, and higher average order values. Turn transactions into relationships and experience seamless subscription commerce with Recharge. Get started today with the subscription payment solution trusted by over 50 million subscribers worldwide by heading over to rechargepayments.com forward slash e-commerce leaders. And now back to the show. Oh, wow. So basically, instead of being like, oh, darn, we have to pause sales of this product for five months. That sucks. You're like, okay, that sucks. But now, who are five other people we can get this from? Or what are five alternatives that we can use instead? Exactly. Exactly. And huh. we also rarely, rarely stock out products. You see that pretty frequently across e-commerce and especially... Yeah, and like high growth brands. Yeah. Especially in the physical world. It's like, oh, sorry, we couldn't get these shoes for the next five months because the uh, factory in China is down with a big COVID scare. So good luck getting a couch. Try, yeah. Try the blue color instead. Right. And we don't, we don't have that luxury. We have people who are on a <laughs> yeah. subscription and they have, they have fitness goals that they've, they've attached to this regimen. That's super important right. that they have with Gainful. And we can't just say, oh, sorry, we ran out of this crucial functional ingredient that's making a difference in your body to help you reach your goals 
but why don't you try something that's completely different for the next three months? That's, that's not how, that's not the, the contract that we have written in blood with our customers. The contract that we have written in blood with our customers is like, we are here for you. We're going to help you get there. And we're going to pull out all the damn stops in the entire world to make sure that we continue giving you the product that you signed up for because it's made for you. And if we give you something that's different from what was made for you originally, then what's our point to exist? What's our reason to exist? What's your reason to believe in what we're doing here? And in this, in this contract that we've had with you, this implicit contract that we've had with you. Yeah, that's great. And then like, I, I love that approach and it's probably not easy. It's it's so easier said than done to be like, yeah, we never sell out. We have this great team. Um, and then it's like, wow, you know, it's like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. And then it's like actually doing that. I mean, it's a challenge. It's why Gainful is successful as a brand. How did you think about, so, you know, I, I, I keep coming back to it, but it's like, you're, you're mixing these products in Tupperware and then <laughs> yeah. you're like, okay, obviously like this isn't scalable, but at the same time, like, I know like managing even like the supply chain and all the aspects of the different, you know, there's so many moving pieces there. I need to get out of this, but you also weren't a supply chain expert at the time. So like, and everybody like wants to hire a great team. It's even harder when you're not, you know, well-connected it's not like you spent, you know, 15 years in CPG and you're like, you know what, screw these, uh, you know, screw muscle milk. Like I'm launching my own. How did you figure out how to hire a, uh, supply chain team that's good and like what to look for? Like, how did you even figure yeah. that out? <laughs> Talking to other founders has been super important in my own development and finding people who are, you know, one, two, three years, just a little bit ahead of the curve of you. You don't have to go for the craziest mentors in the world, although those do help too. And I have a couple of those in my in my corner as well, which I'm very thankful for. But if you can find people who have been there, done that, built exactly what you're trying to build, but did it, you know, a little bit earlier than you, then they are super relevant to help you figure out what your next step could be. Reference checks, also incredibly valuable. You need to hear from the people who worked with and hired these people previously. What were their strengths? What were their weaknesses? And this is one of the things that if I could implore the world of founders that are listening to your podcast to do and take more seriously in the future is be real and reference checks. There's nothing less valuable than a reference check where somebody says, oh yeah, they were great. They were super. I'd hire them again. This call is over. I want to hear the real, not dirt, but I want to hear the real trials and tribulations and struggles that we've had working with all sorts of people in the past. Because for me, I always give true from the heart reference checks because it's my reputation at stake. If I'm going to mm -hmm. give you, refer you to somebody who is either incredible or even not incredible that I've worked with in the past, I want you to understand that I'm staking my reputation on whether or not I think this person is up to snuff to be working on your next project with you. So that's something that also is super, super important for me and reference checks are a big part of, uh, of our process. Um, one last thing I'll say on, on hiring really incredible people, every single person who we hire at Gainful doesn't exercise. Uh, and I'm not talking about jumping jacks or push-ups. I'm talking about they do an actual business exercise that's relevant to their function. And that's everybody from VP level to associate level. When they come in, we ask them to do something. You know, you don't have to spend a month on it, but spend a couple hours like putting together something that you can be proud of showing to your team at Gainful as if you already worked there. And that's also been super valuable in showing us which candidates are here to kind of clock in, clock out, and which candidates are here to really make, make a difference in the business because we need every single person in Gainful's business right now, which is 25 people, to make a huge difference. You need to come in on day one, not necessarily ready to change the face of the company, but hungry to do so. 
And how do you do like a good reference check? Like you want to get into the struggles, but like what tactically, what does that look like? Are you asking this person like, Hey, give me, you know, two references or are you going through their LinkedIn and like trying to find their boss? And then you like call them up or how does that, how do you actually do that tactically? You want to make sure that you're doing it in an above ground way, right? So if you want to reach out to anybody from a candidate's past, you probably should let them know that you're going to reach out to them in case that there's some sort of issue or sensitivity around it. And you, you should definitely never reach out to a candidate's uh, a candidate's manager at their current company, right? If they're going to be leaving, that would for be sure. a terrible look for them. So yeah, right. None of that. Yeah. Um, that person's just going to be like, they're t- if they're actually good, they're terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, they're terrible. And also now we're going to let them go tomorrow. Um, yeah, yeah. We, the person stays employed forever. You're like, wait, yeah. wait. Anyway, yeah, sorry. We, we also like to run reference checks in much the same way that you'd run a really great customer interview. So something that we learned from Y Combinator that was really useful and in the early days when we had relatively few customers, but I think only gets even more important over time as you grow your customer base is asking the right questions in a customer interview that lead the customer not to fill in your blanks and tell you what you want to hear, but to reach their own conclusions about what they need in their own life. So an example of that is if a customer says, hey, I really wish this came in a lower calorie version or a lower carbohydrate, like a lower carb count. you don't just say, okay, noted, great. I can't wait to make a lower carb product. You need to ask them why. And you need to ask them why is if you're a five-year-old. Why is this guy blue? Why is this guy blue? Why is it like, and continue going down that rabbit hole of why, 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 until eventually you get to this really deep emotional reason for why they said the skin deep level feature. And you go from talking about features to talking about why your brand deserves to exist in this world. And that. I guess, route of questioning and asking why is also something that I follow in my reference checks. Because if somebody makes a passing comment in a reference check about someone's ability to do a task, I want to know why they said that. I want to know the example, the reason of why they mentioned it in something as important as a reference call. And I want to figure out what is it about how you feel like that person contributed to your company previously that made you say that even if it's in an offhand way, there's likely something deeper down below the surface. And that's that's one of the ways that I like to run a reference call. Yeah. And, and, and that makes sense. Like, it's like, what, what is the, what is the real root cause? What is the meaning? I like the tips on just like, you know, basically do it, do it the right way. And then like inside of doing it the right way in terms of just like courtesy, then make sure you're asking the right questions. I mean, that's kind of what it comes down to, right? Everything. It's like the, yeah. the right questions, even you and GNC, you're like, is this really it? Like, are these really my yeah. best options? Um, yeah. 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 That's awesome. And I know we're starting to run out of time here. I feel like we could talk about, there's so many stages that we could talk about forever and so many different sides of the business, because like you said, you are yeah. so versed in all of it because you had no other choice. But yeah. As we wrap up here, like 2022, I had to think for a second, like what year we're actually in. Cause I feel like I keep messing it up. 2022, yeah, like this 20 year pandemic. Yeah. How are you thinking about, just this year, like it's an interesting year for commerce. Um, how are you thinking about just, you know, the business in general and growth and, you know, all of that? Something that we've been noodling on a lot that has been super exciting for us. And this is something that I actually haven't talked a whole lot about in previous podcasts, but I guess you're listening to the first to hear it is this performance ecosystem that I think is becoming more and more prevalent in everybody's lives. I think the pandemic certainly accelerated 
people's interests, ability, and awareness of um, all the ways that fitness can be connected and interconnected into your life. So let, let me give some examples of that. There are umpteen companies in the connected fitness space. There are connected rowers like Ergata and Hydro. There are wearables like Aura and Whoop and Apple Watch. There are connected fitness at home exercise devices like Peloton and Tonal and Mirror. And all of these companies that are existing in this performance ecosystem have all raised tons of money. A lot of them are valued at billions of dollars and they're all trying to help people understand the data around how their body functions and how their body functions optimally, and then put it to use in ways that help these customers reach their goals, become healthier, live longer, happier, healthier, and more fulfilling lives. Gainful knows, Gainful believes that there's a huge gap in this performance ecosystem, which is personalized nutrition. There are so many companies out there, and even the big companies, you know, the equinoxes of the world are focused on helping people optimize themselves by giving them better access to personalized health and fitness data. But there's still a huge question mark of, so what? Once you have all this data, once you've done all this exercise, what are you going to do with it? How are you actually going to reach your goals? And the huge gap in that is personalized nutrition. And right now, Gainful, as far as I can tell, unless you can give me a big surprise here on this call, is the leading personalized sports nutrition product, platform, and service out there. And we're there to fill that giant gap that exists in the performance ecosystem between personalized fitness and personalized nutrition. Because if you talk to any of our science advisors, any of our registered dietitians on our team, they'll quickly tell you that body composition, reaching your goals, weight gain, weight loss, feeling better, living a healthier lifestyle, 30% of it is fitness and the remaining 70% is nutrition. And if you can't nail both of those things, you'll never reach your goals properly. And so we want to be that 70% for all these many, many billion dollar companies that are all trying to tackle the 30%. And that's why I have a lot of faith that Gainful can be a massive, massive company that makes a huge impact on a ton of lives because we are the missing 70% to all of these companies that are tackling billion dollar industries within 30% that is personalized for this. Yeah. And it makes sense. Like, why would we all be the same? at the end of the day when we're literally yeah. all different, um, yeah. like down to, down to our DNA. And I, I think that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's been awesome having you on our, on the show today to uh, yeah, hearing the story of like going from Tupperware containers to, <laughs> you know, really great personalized packaging with a personalized product and a best in class team. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure like there's a lot that went into it that we didn't talk about on the podcast. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's been great to see. I'm sure people are familiar with Gainful listening to this, you know, seeing you around, seeing the brand. And I think it'll be cool for people to get a behind the scenes look. Um, for anybody who's listening who, you know, is interested in exploring and, and finding a personalized supplement for them, where can they go to learn more about you and Gainful? They should go to gainful.com and take the quiz because as we discussed, you can't buy the product unless you take the quiz and tell us a little bit more about yourself. And I didn't think about it until just now, but I'll make sure the team does this. We will make a code. Let's call it Weight Break 40 for 40% off your first order. If you go to gainful.com and take the quiz, does that work for you, Dylan? Yeah, works for me. <laughs> okay. Wave Break 40, then we'll do that. Nice. Yeah. 
I mean, no, it doesn't. No, I'm just kidding. Of course. <laughs> yeah. All right. Take it back. No, no solicitations on the podcast. Oh no. Sorry, audience. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but, uh, no, I really appreciate you taking the time and, and coming on. Like, do you, are you, are you active on Twitter or LinkedIn or anything, or are you just heads down gainful right now? Relatively, relatively inactive on most social platforms. So please do follow along Gainful. We have at Gainful on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and LinkedIn. If you just search for Gainful, you can connect with me. And I'm more than happy and always very excited to chat with other new founders in, uh, in D2C and in Better For You brands. I'm always happy to chat about CPG or marketing or operations or what the best protein shake flavor is. All of that is fair game for me. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks so much for coming on the show. We'll be sure to link everything up in the show notes uh, down below. It's been it's been great chatting. And yeah, thanks again. Thanks, Dylan. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Wavebreak Podcast. If you're not subscribed on iTunes or Spotify, go hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes. And if you're not on our email list, go sign up at wavebreak.co slash join. You'll join other e-commerce leaders at brands like Skims, Cartier, and Walmart, and thousands more learning exactly what's working in e-commerce right now. You won't want to miss it. Sign up at wavebreak.co slash join. It's free. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Waybreak Podcast. I hope you have a wonderful day.